welcome, welcome, welcome. How's it going? Um, I have a new jacket. <laughs> I have a new jacket that I'm kind of really excited about. It's got a bit of a story to it. My daughter and I were <laughs> wasting time, uh, not wasting time, spending quality time together. My wife had scheduled a Target pickup and it wasn't ready. So <laughs> we went into Target to not shop while somebody else was shopping for the things that my wife actually wanted. It all makes sense. And we were <laughs> meandering through Target and we walked into the, the men's clothing section and there was this jacket <laughs> that was on the, the clearance aisle. And it looks like a, um, I, I, I picked it up and I told her, I said, I, I think I need to start wearing more fun clothes or something to that effect. And she said, you should totally get this kind of laughing like it was a joke. And because she was intrigued, I went for it. So I got this jacket. It was on sale on clearance or whatever. But it looks it's like a it's like a fleece, like a rough fleece kind of thing. But it's like this kind of a light brown with dark brown spots on it. Like it looks it looks kind of like a giant teddy bear. That's what it looks like. But it's nice and warm and it's soft and it's fuzzy. And so now I'm wearing it as kind of a joke, but it's kind of cool. And as uh, to show my daughter that it was fun. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Got a new jacket. Anyways, welcome to the Sneaky Emu. This is episode number 70, I believe. Number 70. We're going to call it Put Her Down. Put Her Down. Come on, people. Put Her Down. Uh, the Sneaky Emu is the place where we want to discover the wonder and the beauty of the world and God that is always around us and ever before us that sometimes we fail to see and occasionally overlook. Um, hey, Mom, thanks for listening. So, uh, um, actually, real quick before we get going, I need to give a shout-out to my brother. Me, what's the word? Me, Hermano. My brother, uh, last time I just talked to him, he's, he's traveling, I think I've mentioned he's traveling across uh, the great United States of America in his uh, retro RV uh, with him and his dog. And, and last time I talked to him, um, he was in Utah at the, uh, what is it, the Arches or something? Anyways, he like FaceTimes me and I get to, I'm like traveling via FaceTime with my brother. So it's pretty cool. He's getting to see some awesome stuff. So uh, keep, I think I said this one time, keep on trucking. I don't want to say the same thing again, although I often say the same things again and again. But anyways, it's cool. I'm, I'm excited he's getting to do that. <clears throat> Slight, a little bit jealous, but you know, whatever. I've, ha I've had my time to travel, I suppose. Now I'm playing the role of, you know, a responsible adult. At least I'm pretending to. So episode 70, put her down. Put her down. Uh, let me start with this little, um, it's like a, um, illustration story type thing. And this, this is kind of the premise for the things that I want to talk about today. Something, and it's all stuff that I think will be beneficial to all of us at some point or another. Something that's been beneficial to me as well. Okay, so this is a story. <clears throat> you have to forgive me. The story of two Zen monks, uh, Tanzan and Aikido. They were walking along a country road that became, very, uh, became extremely muddy after heavy rains. Near a village, they came upon a young woman who was trying to cross the road. 
but the mud was so deep it would have ruined the silk kimono she was wearing. Tanzan at once picked her up and carried her to the other side. The monks walked on in silence. Five hours later, as they were approaching the lodging temple, Aikido couldn't restrain himself any longer. Why did you carry that girl across the road, he asked. We monks are not supposed to do things like that. I put the girl down hours ago, said Tanzan. Are you still carrying her? <laughs> How good is that? I put the girl down hours ago. Are you still carrying her? Yeah. How much of this is us? How much of, of what we do or what we think about or the things that occupy our time and our mind are spent on things of the past, things that have already happened? Somebody did wrong to you. Somebody said something you didn't like. Somebody, uh, somebody didn't do the thing that you wanted them to do. And you're still carrying that. And life and time and the world has all moved on. But yet you still have this burden of thought that you're carrying with you. <clears throat> do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, there, there was a, there's a particular person and that was, that used to be in my life. And I remember that person took up a lot of mental ener energy. I, I expended a lot of mental energy on this person. And it would be just about every week, there was something that was done, something that was said, something that this person, some for some reason, felt like they needed to be involved in a particular aspect of my life and they always had a comment they always had something to say and then that interaction would happen you know and it would last for a minute five minutes something but then i would carry that i i kept that that would stay with me and i would just i remember having so much thought going into why did they do that why did they say that what's wrong with them how come they don't see what what we're doing how come and i and i would expend so much time and effort into replaying and, and and rethinking through the whole situation, even to the point where this person eventually had basically they left the church, and which is <laughs> which is great actually. I've had to do some processing, but I, <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, I'm for the better. But even after that person had left the church so I wasn't seeing them directly uh, or, or really at all, there were still times where I was still holding on to something. I was still holding on to what they said, what they did, the, the rude comment, the comment that they thought was teaching or informing me something. It was always very much, I think maybe the thing I wrestled with was that it was a person who uh, seemed to play a role of being a bit arrogant. Like it's like they had their, their nose in the air a bit, but in their life and the reality of who they were, uh, it didn't, it didn't line up. And so when that arrogance was spoken, when, it, when I was spoken down to about certain things, it, it really like, got under my skin. And so it took me a good bit of time to 
to try and let go of that person and to, 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 I don't want to say build up barriers or boundaries or something, but to, to not allow that person's words or actions to sting or to hurt or to whatever. Like, what are they? Who, who is that person that I am giving so much power over my life? Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you have anybody like this? I'm not, thankfully now through much practice and <laughs> yoga and breathing and letting go and uh, trying to forgive and trying to move on, I've come to the place of being able to see this person or occasionally interact with this person and to not let it be anything more than what it is. I'm able to just be in the moment with that person to keep them at a bit of a distance, to keep a, a little bit of a space between us, to allow them to be them, to say whatever ridiculous things they're going to say, and then to not carry that with me. I've learned to put that down, right? What did, what did the monk say? Are you still carrying her? I put her down hours ago. Is that what he said? Let me, let me relook at it just to make sure. <clears throat> oh, I lost my place. Look at that. One. I don't know where it went. Anyways, I put her down. I put her down hours ago. Yeah. I put the girl down hours ago. Are you still carrying her? <laughs> uh, the past couple episodes, we, we've actually talked, been talking about the power of thought. And, and I love that there was a line uh, from the book Switch on Your Brain by Dr. Carolyn Leaf, where she quoted Peace Pilgrim, who said, if we understood the power of thought, we'd never think a negative thought. We'd never think a negative one. Yeah, I kind of feel like that ties into this as well. So maybe the question for us is, like, how, how much are you still carrying? Why, why do we carry all that? Why do we give those things in our lives so much power? Because the truth, the reality of all of it is everything that, that you're carrying is not something that's currently, usually is not something that's currently, currently happening. It's all something that's happened in the past. It, the things that I was carrying with this particular person, they didn't happen now. They didn't happen today. It didn't happen last week. It, it, it's all from before, which means that as, as the past, yes, it has some sort of shape shaping for myself and for my life, but the past does not define me. I cannot live in the past. I can only live in the present. If I continue to carry that with me, um, I'm missing out on the things in front of me. So those things from the past, if we're not careful, we can give them a whole lot of power. Right? And those things don't actually have power in and of themselves. They only have the power that we ourselves give to them, that we allow them to have over us. And I guess my thought is, if I want to live, if I want to step into the fullness of life the way that Jesus has invited us to, right? I've come that you may have life and have, and have it to the full. Why would I want to give uh, any more time or any more energy into the thing in the past that was toxic or harmful or just not beneficial or a waste of time? Why would I want to take any of the moments that I have directly in front of me, whether I'm hanging out with my family, my wife, my kids, whether I'm working on a project and creating something, whether I'm, whether I'm just sitting and trying to relax, why would I want to give that person 
any more power over the time that is directly in front of me than I already have. Right? That seems like to me the opposite of what it means to have the fullness of life. That seems to me to be to working to be working against the fullness of life. You know, even even when you look at the scriptures, Jesus was always talking talked a lot about forgiveness. He talked about loving your enemy. He talked about um, uh, giving grace and mercy to those around you. He talked about, in fact, uh, what was it in Matthew chapter? Let's see, Matthew chapter ten, I think it is. Jesus is sending out the disciples, and he's given them the instructions for what they what they should be doing. He's talking about uh, he sends out the twelve. Um, and in chapter ten, verse uh, let's see, let's start in verse nine. He says, do not get any gold or silver or copper to take with you in your belt. No bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandals or a staff, for the worker is worth his keep. Whatever town or village you enter, search there for some worthy person and stay at their house until you leave. Now, even just the setup is interesting, and this is like maybe a whole different lesson. But (laughs) Jesus, when, (laughs) one, you're worth the work that you do, which is important to keep in mind. But two, this way of living, it's never, it's, it's about the present moment. There isn't a living on the work of the past. There isn't a trusting in, in, um, in the resources you've built or acquiring more stuff. It isn't looking like super forward into the future and I should be storing away money in in savings and blah 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 which I get is a good idea I'm not saying don't put money in savings but what you see with with these instructions is that everything that Jesus is is instructing them to do is really about being in the present moment right don't get gold silver copper to take with you no bag for the journey or extra shirt don't take extra stuff uh, what did they say? Whatever town or village you enter, um, some other person stay at their house. Verse 12, as you enter the home, give it your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. Now, I think we've talked one time about this idea of um, peace being a thing, that it's more than just, you know, oh, I'll pray for you, which I understand that sometimes people do that. But I also understand that sometimes it's just like something you say to uh, to give a maybe a, a a sense of comfort, even though it's kind of hollow. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Well, we've been praying for you. Have you really? Eh, some people have. Some people have it. But I like this idea of of peace being a thing that it's not just an an idea, but that there is a weight or maybe even a tangibility to it. It's like handing somebody something. Here's here's a casserole. <laughs> here's, here's a chicken casserole. Uh, my mom used to make chicken casserole. It, it was always, so. that was one of my favorite dishes growing up, chicken casseroles. So with like the breadcrumbs, like the crunchy toast breadcrumbs on top, so good. So let your peace rest on this house. Hand them the casserole. If uh, If not, let your peace return to you. So it's not random. It's not arbitrary. It's not some sort of uh, false idea. There's something to this that you are giving or taking away 
the piece of uh, like to this house, which to me speaks to a much larger picture of how we understand thoughts, ideas, prayers about how um, the words we use affect things about how what we think has so much power. Like this, that to me is a huge verse. Verse 14. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off of your feet. Shake the dust off your feet. Leave that town, right? Like get out of there. So Jesus is telling his disciples, one, be present. Trust that I'm going to take care of you and provide for you. Don't worry about storing up stuff for the future. Don't worry about the past. Leave all that behind. Like be in the present moment. When you go places, your job is to offer this peace, offer this tangible reality of a thing that often we think is an intangible idea. There's something, there's something there, there's some weight to it. And then if they're not willing to listen or to take you in, or they're not willing to be open to what you're doing or saying, like shake the dust off of your feet. Well, what does that mean? Well, you have to remember, like this is a this is like a, a very dusty, dry wilderness type of areas these guys are operating in, in the land of Israel. And it's primarily unpaved roads. And so you're walking in sandals. Your feet are dusty and a bit dirty. Uh, one of the customs would be to uh, wash people's feet. If, you, if they were your, your guest, you, you would invite them in, wash their feet, because that's one of the things that you know was, was helpful for people this time. That Jesus says, no, 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 shake your dust, shake the dust off your feet. Like keep moving. You you've got other you've got other stuff to be doing. You've got other stuff that you're up to. Don't allow that person and their either ignorance, unwilling to listen. Don't let the thing that they're doing get in the way of the thing that you're doing. So essentially, he's saying you you got to let that go. If that person doesn't receive you, you have to let that thing go. If that person has uh, some negative thoughts or ideas about what you're saying or doing, move on, move on, right? Isn't that the message? Isn't that, isn't that the thing that will actually lead us to a more full kind of life? Coming back to our story with, with the two monks, the one guy is still carrying this weight of this act that the other guy did. And he let it. He lets it affect him for hours or however, what to say, miles. They went down the road. The one monk did the thing. He's put the girl down. He's moved on. The other one is still holding on to it. Put the girl down. I put her down hours ago. Are you still holding on to her? Jesus says, "Shake the dust off your feet. Move on." So maybe the question for us, for you, is what is it that you're carrying? What is it that uh, has happened in the past. Maybe there's some sort of altercation with a coworker. Maybe a friend or a family member has said something and it hurt your feelings. Maybe, do you know? Do you have these things that you're carrying with you? How much of how much of your mental energy is given to or spent dealing with things that were from the past, but now you've dragged them into the future? And they're preventing you from being present in the place that you are. And maybe even in like this passage with the disciples, maybe even prevent, preventing you 
from giving some sort of gift to somebody else, giving the gift of presence, giving the gift of peace, giving the gift of I'm here with you. How much, how much time and energy do you spend not being present? My guess is that most of us, we dwell a lot in our minds. We dwell a lot in our minds. Those thoughts have power. Those thoughts carry weight. And so when we're stuck on something from yesterday or last week or last month, it taints or skews our perspective and our proper and our current reality. To the point that maybe we even miss out on the beauty of the things that are in front of us. So how much are you carrying? How much of how much are how much are how much power are you giving to the things that have already happened? And in doing so, how much are you missing out on the things in front of you? Yeah. It, I think this is a I think this is a big issue that most of us face. And I think there is a profound freedom in learning to let go. I think we did a whole episode on letting go. Why do I keep coming back to this? Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's me. <laughs> Maybe I'm, all these lessons I've noticed in my in my teaching and talking type stuff, most of the lessons that I'm going through are being burst directly from my personal experience or personal needs. Maybe maybe I'm preaching. Maybe all of this that I do is all just a selfish way to deal with my own stuff. <laughs> oh, is that the way it normally works though? It's like there was this guy um that, that I used to spend time with and for the longest time I was under the impression that he was a very uh upbeat positive person. You know, like he would always he would always have these great quotes, things he would always talk about moving forward. He was always very optimistic seeming. But what I learned over the course of time is that that was all kind of a facade, kind of a show. What I learned is that he was actually a very negative person. And so the way that he was dealing with his own negativity was through this putting on or through this speaking uh, to the positive, which I don't I don't um, I, I don't oppose that because we've talked about not only the power of thoughts, but the power of words. So if he is speaking these things, even if he's not them, maybe the idea then is that hopefully one day he will become them. Maybe that's what I'm doing. Maybe that's what we all should do. That even if we aren't where we want to be, that we speak the things we, we, because that's what uh, we just did a whole sermon series about how our thoughts affect our speech and our speech affects our actions and our actions become our habits and our habits determine the direction that our lives will go. So even if my, if, if, if he has the tendency to have negative thoughts, if he can try to think about the positive, if he can focus on speaking the positive, maybe that will lead him to positive actions and positive habits that will then hopefully alter and change the way he functions and thinks and works and operates and lives. Maybe that's what we're doing here. Maybe that's what you're helping me to do. <laughs> you're the sounding board. In which I work through my own dilemmas, pretending that I'm trying to help you. <laughs> I'm welcome. Thank you. Thank you to to you guys for being here. So, what's the thing you're carrying? What's what's something that you need to put down? 
what's a situation that you need to shake the dust off your feet and keep moving? Because if if that if that person or that situation or that thing uh, isn't isn't listening, isn't able to change, isn't able to hear, then really you're just wasting a lot of time. You're mentally carrying the girl when you don't need to. Maybe it's time to put her down. Put that thing down. Let it go so that you can move on, so that you can be present, so that you can continue to move forward, so that you can continue um, to offer goodness and blessings to the other people in your lives who, um, who you haven't maybe yet. If I spend all of my time focused on the person that I was telling you about earlier, um, it becomes very difficult for me to engage the people that are in front of me. It becomes very difficult for me to offer something good and beneficial and helpful to offer peace to the next person. So I need to shake what I've been trying to do is to shake the dust off, keep moving. That's the thing that allows me to be in this moment. That's the thing that allows me to, to, <clears throat> to experience the now. That's the thing. And, and really, that I think the reason that it's so difficult, it, everything really comes back to the ego, doesn't it? It's the ego in those situations with my person that has caused the problem. Because either I've been hurt, or it's not fair, or it's not right. And so it's my ego acting out that, that is trying to justify or rectify a situation in my head, or trying to preemptively create uh, a dialogue in which next time I see that person, I will tell them this, or here's how I'm going to handle them, right? Excuse <clears throat> me. So the, the idea that my... It, it, it's my own self that's not allowing me to move forward, which maybe is why Jesus, in fact, says um, that we have to die to the self. Isn't that really about ego? We die to the self so that we can be open to something new. We die to the self so that new life can be born in us. We die to the self. By dying to the self, it allows me to go into a situation in which somebody is not uh, like the disciples who is not listening or not receiving or who is treating me wrong or whatever is not receiving me properly, it allows me to go into that situation to be uh, essentially rejected or ignored or denied and then to not carry that with me because there's no ego for that to cling to. I don't have to prove myself to that person. I don't have to justify myself to that person. I put that girl down and I move forward. I dust the... the I, I, why am I drawing a blank with this? I shake the dust from my from my feet and I keep moving. It's only the ego that's clinging to fighting the thing that has already happened. So I want to die to the self. I want to I want to put that to rest so that I can move forward, so that I can be something new, right? This is the the the, the universal pattern of all things, death and resurrection, right? Spring, seasons, uh this is how everything works. Uh, stars, I've talked about all this before. It's the death of self. It's the death of the ego that brings this new life. So by putting the girl down, by, by shaking the dust off my feet and moving to the next town, <clears throat> it allows for there to be this 
whole new thing to come into existence. By putting the girl down, I now am in a position to keep moving forward. I'm not dwelling on the past. By shaking the dust off my feet, I am now moving forward. I'm not stuck in, well, they were rude, they were jerks, I should have said something, they didn't do what I expected them to do. By the way, isn't that like, isn't, isn't, uh, I, I was, my dad used to tell me this, and I, it's always stuck with me, the idea of the, the thing that causes almost all of our problems in this life, like in our relationships and everything, it comes down to two words, which are unmet expectations. We had a particular idea and expectation of how things should happen, how they should behave, how they should react, how they should respond, how they should treat me. And that expectation was not met. And so now I'm unhappy, I'm sad, I'm frustrated, I'm angry, I'm whatever. <clears throat> Almost all problems in our lives. Think about, think about the problems you're facing or dealing with. Why are you bothered? One, it has something to do with your ego. Two, it has something to do with the unmet expectation of the situation, which ultimately, again, goes back to the ego. <laughs> you should have been treated a particular way. They should have handled that situation differently. That <clears throat> all this affects you in a particular way. So it's all ego. It's all ego based. So maybe it's in the dying to self, letting go of, of the self that we're able to let go of everything else. That I'm not going to be so drastically affected by how other people behave or interact with me. Maybe, maybe I could use my new jacket as an illustration. <laughs> my new jacket, my new teddy bear look-alike jacket. <clears throat> I don't know if, I'm, if it's my ego that is making me or allowing me to wear the jacket. <laughs> that I'm so full of myself that I think I could pull it off. Hey, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's the ego that's that has some deep need for more attention. Is this an attention play? Am I trying to get people's attention? Or is it that I have died to the self and I don't really care what other people think? Hopefully it's the second one. I, I tend to think it's the second one. Well, why should I care what you think about what I wear? It has no bearing on my life. And then when you make a comment about how awesome it is, or maybe the opposite. Why should I hold on to that either? I shouldn't hold on to either of it. I've died to the self. And now there's this freedom. There's this freedom. I put the girl down. Now I have freedom. I shake the dust off my feet. Now there's this freedom to, to continue to move forward. I bought this weird jacket as kind of a fun thing to do with my daughter. And I'll continue to wear it because she finds joy in it. Like, I don't care. I don't care. I, I let that go, and, and I'm not going to dwell on what you think about it, because by dwelling on what you think about it or what you said about it, that removes, that, that takes me out of being in the present moment and just enjoying the thing for what it is. So what's your word for today? Your, your word, your phrase? Put the girl down. Put her down. Put her down. You don't have to keep carrying all this stuff with you. And when you do carry it, it's going to prevent you from experiencing the thing that's in front of you. The, the second monk spent hours and miles walking and mulling over what he perceived to be wrong, what he perceived to be 
a wrong act. We don't do those kind of things. And in doing so, he ends up carrying the girl for a whole lot longer than the guy that he thought was doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Put the girl down. Let her go. Shake the dust off your feet. Keep moving forward. Live in the present moment. Bring blessing to others. Bring peace to the house wherever you go. You can be a source of light and a source of life for others. You don't have to play the games. You don't have to keep living in the past. You can, believe it or not, let go of the hurt from the past. And sometimes that's really hard. I understand that. And sometimes it takes like years of therapy and counseling and you should do that as well. But we don't have to live in the past. We can let go of the hurts and the pains in our life. We can let go of the things that people have said to us that have hurt us deeply, that have scarred us deeply. You don't have to live there. You can live in the present. You can live in the now. You can continue to move forward. You just have to put her down. Put her down, my friends. Put her down. All right, we're going to keep this one a bit brief. I actually have to go uh, go like preach in a minute. This is, this is vocal warm-ups. Vocal warm-ups. Yeah, hopefully I don't cough my face off as I'm talking. All right, friends, family, thank you guys so much for being here. Episode number 70, The Sneaky Emu, Put the Girl Down. I'm sending you all the love in your general direction. We will talk to you later. We're here to drink beer, we're here to kill war.